The fifth inhabitant of the land of Canaan were the Perizzites. The Perizzites, 6522 and 6521 in the Hebrew and the Strong's Concordance. Now, the Perizzites were one of the Canaanite tribes. Now, the word Perizzite means opened and unwalled, without walls, without boundaries or without a confinement. This tribe was a nomadic tribe who roamed from place to place and never bothered to secure their dwellings by building walls and cities. So they were never planted in one place. And they never bothered to build walls around themselves because they were always moving from one place to another. So if there was an, an, an attack from an enemy army, they were the first ones to cop it because they had no fortress, no garrison, no walls. They were the first ones to get hit. They were the easiest to take down. Now, this open, careless way of life is a type of the spirit of immorality. It is also known as a spirit of Babylon. So the way it works is by trying to seduce us into the world and the ways of the world in order to entice us away from God and the call of God upon our lives. It stops us from going higher with God. It tries to seduce us away from where God has called us and planted us by developing the grass is always greener on the other side attitude, which is a form of envy and covetousness. How many times have you heard that saying, the grass is always greener on the other side? I wish I was over there. I'm not happy with where I am. That's a very dangerous attitude, especially if God has called you to be planted someplace and you want to go somewhere else. You know I'm speaking the truth. Say amen if you know I'm speaking the truth. I love this type of teaching because it challenges you. It challenges you. It doesn't make you feel good, but it challenges you. It convicts you. It causes you to do something. It causes you to obey God. It convicts you to obey God. So it's not only referring to those who are sexually immoral and promiscuous, but to those in the church who have not died to their lusts, passions, and carnal desires, who are pulled or enticed away by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, as Paul wrote in Ephesians 4.14. So it's, this is also speaking of a lukewarm spirit. It's referring to those who are holding on to Christ with one hand and to the world in sinful attitudes and sinful living with the other. By Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. It says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And the word mammon there means money, sin, the world system, or the lust of the flesh. Now, there's nothing wrong with money. God does not hate money. The problem is the attitude behind it. It's the abuse of money that God hates. It's when people use money for the wrong reasons to fulfill uh, sinful ends and where people are destroyed in the process because it develops greed. That kind of attitude develops greed. Now, this is spiritual immorality and adultery. So anyone who does this cannot go higher in and forward with God or receive what he has for them. See that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, and Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Now, 
This type of lifestyle is indicative of someone who does not understand the power of the blood of Jesus Christ as a hedge of protection and is not rooted and grounded in the word of God or in the church or in a church. Did you get that? I said, did you get that? Right, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 14, and Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to verse 27. So you'll know when, that, when this type of spirit is evident in a person's life. Why? Because they're not rooted or grounded in the word of God. And this is not just talking about people in the world who are living in sin and who are sleeping around and committing adultery and who are uh, walking in sin. This is talking about people in the church who have this particular attitude. They're clinging to the world with one hand and to Christ with the other. Right? This is talking about people who church hop. People who are not planted or rooted or grounded in the word or in the place where God has planted them or the church where God has planted them. You know how important it is to be planted in a good church, right? There's this attitude in the church right now. I'll take a bit from here. I'll take a bit from there. I'll take a bit from here and there and I'll be better for it. This is not a spiritual smorgasbord. You have to be planted where God puts you. You've got to know where God has planted you and you've got to stay there. That's where you will grow. You are not going to grow by jumping or hopping from one church to the other or to the other, grabbing a bit from here, grabbing a bit from there, and believing you're going to be strengthened through all that. I mean, yeah, there are times where it's okay to listen to this preacher or to that preacher, maybe to attend this church or that church. But if you do not know where God wants you planted and you're not planted there, that's not going to help you. First, you've got to be planted in the word of God, grounded, rooted in the word of God, grounded, rooted in the church God wants you, and then you can visit other churches. Then you can hear other preachers, but nevertheless, you still have to be careful what you're putting into your spirit through what you're watching and what you're hearing. You have to be selective about the messages you take to heart. You have to make sure they line up with the word. That's why you've got to know the word of God. You've got to be rooted and grounded in the word of God first and foremost. Right? It's like this. The book of Isaiah calls us trees of righteousness. Now, you take a tree or a plant and you keep uprooting it and planting it in different places. That is actually no good for the tree. It's no good for the plant. It actually destroys it. Why? Because it weakens its roots. Why does it weaken its roots? Because it's not given a chance to dig its roots deep into the ground to draw the nourishment from the soil that it needs. Are you hearing this? And it's the same with us. If we're going from one place to another to another and people say, God wants me here, God wants me there, it's not God at all. Unless you can confirm for me it's truly from God, then that's not going to help you at all. Why? Because you're not being given a chance and you're not giving your spirit a chance to be rooted and grounded in the place God has planted you to draw the nourishment from the spirit and the teaching that is there. So you got to know where God wants you planted and then obey him by going there and getting planted there and getting involved in that ministry or that church. And then the anointing that's on that ministry or that church will flow out onto you. You can't be a lone ranger and go from one place to another, grabbing from here, grabbing from there, believing it's going to help you. 
That's why many people who are hearing this are so weak in their spirit because that's what you're doing and you're not understanding that this is what's making your spirit weak. It's not strengthening you at all. And it's stopping you from going to your promised land because God has a place he's ordained for you to be planted in, a church he's ordained for you to be planted in, and if you're not planted there, you're not going to grow. You're not going to grow. So you have to find out where God wants you planted and then be planted there. And first and foremost, you must be grounded and rooted in the word. Grounded and rooted in the word. Grounded and rooted in the word of God. Absolutely, absolutely important. So they're the parasites. Got two more, so just be patient with me. Two more. I know it's 9.30, but I need to finish this this evening. Two more. I'll be really quick. 